Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. So we're going to talk tonight about something, and you have the notes so you can see the, the, the title, but about something that is very, very, very uh, important. It's very, uh, well, I shouldn't say important, but it's very detrimental. It can be detrimental to your life. It can be detrimental to your marriage. It can be detrimental to anything related to you if not dealt with, if not handled properly. We're going to talk about offense tonight. Anybody ever been offended? Everybody should raise their hand. Because at some point in your life, you have been offended. In fact, some of you might even be offended tonight, right now. And that's okay. You don't have to raise your hands because the person next to you might be the one who offended you. And that's okay. (laughs) But hopefully by the end of this message tonight, we're going to be free of those things. Amen. (laughs) So let's let's start with Psalm chapter uh, 119. Tammy, don't laugh too loud. Lindell's right there. He's a big guy. 119, 165, in the King James Version, it says, great peace have those who love your law or your word, and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing shall offend them. You ready to pray? Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this opportunity that we have to learn from you, to get more wisdom, And Father, we are all here tonight to obtain wisdom. James 1 and 5 says that if any man lacks wisdom, to ask you, Father, and you give to us freely, liberally. And so, Father, all of us in here, we are reaching our hands and we are asking you for more wisdom to live this amazing life that you have given us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Offense, offense, offense. Right there at the beginning in letter A, you're gonna see a definition here, and it's defined as annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult to or disregard for oneself or one's standards or principles. That key word there, perceived. So we see here it's not really an insult, but it's a perceived insult. So the, the insult is coming on the side of the person receiving the offense. It's perceived, a perceived insult. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 16, and NIV says, fools show their annoyance at once, but the wise overlook an insult or overlook an offense. The Bible says that fools show their annoyance at once, but the wise, a wise person, one who walks in wisdom, overlooks an offense. Now, how many of you know that that's hard to do sometimes? <laughs> that's very hard to do, to overlook an insult, to overlook an offense. The word of God directly tells us that offenses will come. They're gonna happen. It is, there is no doubt that you are going to be presented with the opportunity to be offended, to get in offense. The word of God tells us that it will come. But we must guard ourselves not to be the offender nor the offended. And what we find is that the offender gets that, uh, that power, if you will, or that charge to be an offender by being offended. 
Have you heard the old saying that hurting people hurt people? Well, offended people offend people. You see here in, in your next note in letter A there that offenses are like dandelions. Anybody seen dandelions before? You probably got some in your yard. No? Yeah? <laughs> They're very difficult to remove. <coughs> Excuse me. Dandelions are very difficult to remove. I remember as a kid uh, being outside. Hey, there's a thought. Kids these days don't go outside and just play video games all the time. But it was a punishment for us if we couldn't go outside. No, you can't go outside. Go to your room. And we just cry like, you know, nobody's business. But we would go outside and dandelions were so fun to play with. And I asked Abby to get, uh, to put a picture up uh, of, a, of a dandelion. And I'm sure you've seen them before. There's a, the flower kind of dandelion, but then there's also the seed kind of dandelion. And I'll wait for him to get that up. But those are the, the dandelions are the ones you pick up and it looks like a little cotton ball on the top and you can blow it and it just kind of spreads stuff everywhere and you just keep picking them up and just keep blowing them and blowing them. You put it in someone's face and blow it and, or whatever. <laughs> we used to play with those things like crazy. And so I was thinking about that when I was uh, studying for this message um, on overcoming offenses, and I, I, I studied the, what a dandelion is and just the makeup of a dandelion, and I, I found something that was very interesting in, in the dandelion is that, so the dandelion in the ground, of course, has roots that kind of, that go down into the ground, deep into the ground. And those roots come from a seed, of course. But the interesting thing was, is that at the top of that dandelion, that powdery, feathery type substance thing there, when you blow those, those are actually seeds. So I said, wait, so there's, seed, there's a seed from one particular dandelion that's in the ground with roots, and then on top of this one dandelion, there's hundreds of other seeds. And so when I kind of looked at this and related to a, a, a person who is offended, those seeds are kind of, or those roots are kind of really, really, really deep. It's typically not something that just kind of happens. It's something that you've dealt with for a long time and you've kind of held on to it and those roots just get deep and they get deep and they get deep. And so a person that's offended, that has offense on the inside of them, what happens is just like that dandelion, when the wind blows, it blows those seeds, it blows those offenses, issues of life come, circumstances of life come and it blows that seed. There it is. And it blows that seed so that one person, that one person who was offended now has the opportunity to offend hundreds of people by that one offense. So that's how the offender becomes, or the offended becomes the offender. Issues of life, circumstances of life come and they blow and that seed floats around the air. And what happens with that seed is it finds a portion of ground that's not, that's not as stable as another part of ground. It's kind of open. The foundation is weak. And then that seed just plants. And then what happens is those roots come out. Then another dandelion pops up with more seeds. And the process continues and continues and continues. And the other interesting thing was I said, well, you just pull up, pull a dandelion up and you throw it in the trash and, and, and you go on about your business. How many of you know that that's not correct? You pull one up and there's probably 17,000 that are gonna come pop up right after that. 
But if you just pull it up, what happens is, is that dandelion, the roots are very weak, they're very brittle. And what happens is when you pull it up, those roots will break. If you don't get down there and dig it up and uproot it, what happens is those roots will break as you pull that dandelion out. And then over time, those roots kind of go right back, go back together, and another dandelion pops up. And that's what happens in our lives if we're offended. If you don't get down there and dig that thing up, uproot that bitterness, uproot that jealousy, uproot that envy, uproot that hurt and uproot that pain, what will happen is you may think that you've gotten it, but you just broke the roots. And over time, those roots are gonna grow right back and that dandelion is gonna pop back up again. That's why it's so very important. I'm gonna talk about it even more to deal with offense the right way. As believers, number two, we do not have a right to be offended. We don't. We have an option to get in offense, but we do not have a right to be offended. If we did, the word wouldn't tell us to avoid it. The word wouldn't tell us to overlook offense. But what we find is that letter B, offense, is a sabotaging force. Offense will cause you to unknowingly sabotage your life, sabotage your relationships unknowingly because of offense, because of hurt, because of pain that hasn't been properly dealt with. And I've seen so many people, number one, miss out on God's highest and God's best for their lives because of offense. Does that mean that the blessings won't still come? No, the blessings will come. But you will miss out on God's highest and God's best because of unforgiveness. And that's really where it comes from, unforgiveness. And the Bible speaks against unforgiveness. In fact, Jesus told us, told the disciples, when they asked him, teach us how to pray. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our offenses. But the amazing part was, as we forgive those others who offend us, who trespass against us. So how can we expect God to forgive us whom we have not seen when we can't forgive our own brothers and our own sisters who we see every day. Unforgiveness will cause you so much pain. Again, I've seen so many people just miss out because they're offended by something that someone said. And number two, in your notes there, you'll see that it says that it will get you out of the will of God if you yield to it. Offense will have you to walk right out of the will of God if you yield to it. Let's look at letter C. Offense can cause you to quit when that is not God's will. It'll cause you to quit. Anybody ever seen an elephant at a, a circus? Have you ever noticed 
excuse me, that the elephant now have that little bracket or chain on their, their ankle. And it's usually like a really small chain, if you, if you ever look at it closely. It's a very, very, very small chain. So small that you're looking at it, it's like this big thousand pound elephant can't pull this little, break this little chain. It's like, I can walk over there and pull the stake up out of the ground. And this elephant can't, can't pull and break this chain. But what happened is, when this elephant was a baby elephant, I don't know if there's a particular name for it, but I just call it a baby elephant right now. You can tell me later if there is. <laughs> but when this big adult elephant was a baby elephant, they tied this big chain to his ankle. And that elephant would try to break and break and pull and pull and pull and nothing would happen. Nothing would happen. Nothing would happen. And so when this elephant became an adult, all they did, they put a chain, but it was a much, much smaller chain. But because the elephant's mind had been conditioned that there's no way that I can get out of this. You know what? I quit. I give up. And so this very little thing caused this elephant to give up and never try to get out of it. So the offense that you had, you may have suffered years ago, weeks ago, months ago, may have been a big thing at that time. But as you have grown in the Lord, as you have become more mature and grown up, you tried to get out of it then, you tried to break it then, but it just wouldn't happen. But now you're at a place where you're grown and you're strong and you can actually break this thing, but because your mind has been conditioned that I couldn't get out of it then, there's no way that I can get out of it now. I quit. I give up. Offense can cause you to confuse God's will for something with your own will. Have you ever been there? Ever been at a job? Or been in a relationship? Been at a church? And you got offended? You got hurt by something? And you said, you know what? I think it's thinks God's telling me it's time for me to leave. I think it's time for me to, to go somewhere else. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what God's telling me. No, you're offended. You're in offense. And I've seen so many people get in offense be, or, or leave a, a particular place or leave a job or leave a relationship because they weren't mature enough to just deal with the offense. to just deal with the offense because offense, when you look at it very deeply, it's rooted in pride. It's rooted in selfishness. All about me. It can cause you to leave or walk away from something prematurely. To leave or walk away from something prematurely when it was never God's will for you to leave in the first place, but because you got offended, you walked away. Anybody been there? You don't have to lift your hand, but I'll lift mine, because I've been there. I've dealt with that. I've gone through it. And when you see us up here, listen, uh, and let me kind of take a little bunny trail really, really quick. You know, sometimes, and I'll speak for myself, Pastor Ken may agree, Pastor Don may agree as well, and all other preachers. 
when we have to preach a particular word, it just seems like everything breaks loose, let's just say that. It's like everything that could go wrong goes wrong when you have to preach a word about something specific. When I'm studying this word, you can't even imagine how many times I've been challenged to get an offense just because I'm preaching this word. In fact, I had an opportunity this very week to get an offense. I had an opportunity. And I chose, because it's an option, you have the choice to choose whether you're gonna get offended or whether you're gonna overlook it, like Proverbs said. Overlook the offense. I chose not to get an offense. Now, there's some that you may have, you, it, it may be, this may be a new concept to you, if you will, but as you continue to grow in this, as you continue to learn, and as you continue to, almost in a sense, train yourself to kind of deal with offense, you'll start to see it become easier and easier and easier. So we're gonna talk about six ways. Six ways to overcome offense. Six ways to overcome offense. Let's look at number one. Walk in love. There's a concept. Walk in love. Stepping outside of the love of God will cause the power of God to be short-circuited. And if you've been here for any amount of time, I know you've heard Pastor Don say this a lot, that Pastor Don Sr. used to always say, when he would come to him with some kind of issue or something he was dealing with, he would say, check your love walk. Where are you with your love walk? Check your love walk. Because it's so very important. There are a lot of things that we deal with that if we just checked our love walk, we could fix it just by walking in love. Stepping outside, read that again, of the love of God will cause the power of God to be short-circuited. There are some things that God wants to do. In fact, the scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians, he says, uh, Paul says, if, he said, I can speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but if I don't have love, I like one translation, he says, I'm a worthless nobody. I have no power. I can give all I have to the poor. I can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But listen, if I don't have God's love on the inside of me and I'm walking it out, it means nothing. Everything in the kingdom of God is based on love. We must choose to love even when we are offended. That's hard to do. Right in the middle of offense, you have to choose to love. And what that calls for sometimes is it calls for you to talk to yourself. It causes, it causes you to speak to yourself. I'm gonna read 1 Corinthians 13, uh, five here in a minute, but I preached a, a, a few months ago on a particular series and, and we talked, and I talked about how I spent about a year 
just focusing on the love of God, studying on the love of God. And I, I stood here in chapter 13, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I read that over and over and over again. And that was my devotion. It was my morning prayer. And when I read it, you'll see where it says, love is not fretful, love is kind, love is this, and love is that. I ch- took the word love out and I put I. I am kind. I am compassionate. I am uh, not easily offended. I am not easily angered. And I started to speak that, and what happened was, what I began to speak is what I started to see in my life. What we have to understand as believers is that the word tells us that the power of life and death is in where? Our tongue. All the way back in Genesis chapter one, you see where God said, listen, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Well, we know that God doesn't have a physical body, but God is a spirit. So when he said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, he said, we, he made man and female as a spirit. And he gave us the same exact power that he had so that when we speak something, it happens. When we speak a thing, it's established. And so as you start to speak these things over your own life, though you may not feel it at the time, keep speaking it. You're gonna start seeing it. But realize the power that you have in your tongue. There are gonna be times where you have bad moments. See, I don't say bad days. How can we call a day bad when God said it was good? When he created the earth and he created the day, he said, hmm, that's good. And then we turn around and say, I'm having a bad day. How can you have a bad day as a believer when God called it good? If God called it good, it's gonna remain good. Just like what you call something, it's gonna remain that. If you say, I'm not easily offended, you're gonna remain not easily offended because God has given you the exact same power that he has right in your own mouth. First Corinthians 13 and five, and Amplified it says, it or love is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong or to an offense. Speak that over your life. I'm not touchy, I'm not fretful or resentful. I take no account of the evil done to me. I pay no attention to a suffered wrong. Watch how that offense just kind of rolls off your shoulder. Things that used to offend you before won't offend you anymore. Let her see. Offense disrupts your commitment to walk in love. You may have made, God bless you, have made a (laughs) commitment That was a really cute sneeze. (laughs) Thought it was a baby over there for a minute. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) You may have made a commitment to walk in love. But listen, once offense sets in, once you allow offense to set in, it's gonna disrupt that commitment that you made. Number one, continue to consistently demonstrate the love of God while in offense right while you're in the middle of offense, walk in the love. Consistently walk in love. Let's look at number two. 
Guard your heart. So not only walk in love, but guard your heart. Proverbs 4 and 23 says that above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. God is concerned about our hearts because our heart is, even in the natural, our heart is the most important organ in our body. You can live without a lung, you can live without a kidney, you can live without a leg, without an arm, but try taking your heart out and see what happens. Guard your heart because out of it flows everything that you do. And it's so easy to get an offense, for example, how many of you have been, uh, you, you may have worked at a job and you come work dressed up very nicely every single day and there's this person that comes up to you, it could be male or female, they come up to you and they say, man, you look nice today. You say, thank you, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I got it from Kohl's or JCPenney or wherever y'all shop. You look nice today. And they may tell you the same exact thing for two months straight. But let somebody cut you off on the way to work. (laughs) Or let your kids make you late dropping them off at school. That was us this morning, sorry. (laughs) Or let your husband or your wife say something sideways to you while you're walking out the door. (laughs) Then what happens is, because your heart is not guarded, you begin to hear what they're saying through the filter of that offense in your heart. So now, where they have said the same thing for two months, you look nice today. Now when they tell you, you hear, you look nice today. (laughs) You see, you hear the difference? What you mean I look nice today? I look nice every day. Who you think you talking to? (laughs) But... (laughs) But because of that offense, because of what was in your heart, that attitude, you being upset, being cut off, your children making you late, your husband or your wife saying something crazy to you, now what they had said, it meant something completely different when they said it, but when it hit your ear, it sounded way left. (laughs) Don't laugh too hard, Paul. That's why it's important that we guard our hearts as the scripture tells us because out of it flows everything that we do. Number three, tell someone when they offend you. Hey, there's a thought. (laughs) That's right. A lot of times we try to avoid confrontation. You know what? I just don't even want to deal with them anymore. No, that's not God-like. It's not Christ-like. Tell someone when they offend you. In fact, in Matthew 18 and 15, uh, we'll get to that, but most people, and I'm going to take a step back to my note, most people don't even realize that they've offended you. Because they may have said, just like we gave the example, the person said, you look nice today. And they meant it in a nice way, but what you heard was, again, you look nice today. And so they don't even realize that they upset you, that they offended you. They may have said something in a joking manner, but you didn't take it as a joke and you were offended. Man, they didn't even know that they offended you. 
Matthew 18 and 15, if your brother or sister sins or offends you, go and point out their fault. And I want you to underline this next part. Just between the two of you. Because what happens is, is when we get an offense, when we get offended, we want to go tell people. Guess what she said to me? She said, I look nice today. <laughs> you would not believe what this guy did to me. And you go and you tell someone else, rather than going to that particular person, you go and tell someone, and what happens is, in your next note, remember this, anytime you're offended and you share it with others, you run the risk of influencing that person against the one who offended you. So you may not have even, that person may not have even had an issue with the person who offended you. But because you've went and you've spread and spewed your venom because you were upset by something pastor said, by something this leader did, and you went and told someone else, now because you don't like pastor, now this person doesn't like pastor, and now they want to leave the church, and now this person is going to go and do this, you spewed your venom, your poison, rather than just going to them and speaking to them and say, hey, listen, I was offended. And the response could be, I didn't even know that I offended you, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean it that way, that, that wasn't my intent. Number four, forgive quickly. Luke 17, three and four, so watch yourselves. If your brother or sister, that should say sins, but it say sings against you, <laughs> Pastor Cody, uh, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Jesus told Peter, he said, how many times do we have to forgive them? He said, seven times? No. Seventy times seven. Does that mean that the forgiveness stops when you hit that number? No, what Jesus was saying was, you're gonna always have to be forgiving someone. Don't stop forgiving them. Keep forgiving them. Now, I'm not saying you don't alter the relationship because if somebody just keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again, listen, I'm not gonna put, put my foot out there and you're gonna keep stepping on it. I'm gonna move my foot back. I still love you and I'm gonna still, we can still talk and, and do life together, but I'm not gonna keep putting my foot there. Now, that's just not wise on your part. <laughs> I like my toes. <laughs> but forgive quickly. Number five, plan for it. That may sound like a foreign concept. How do you plan for offense? How do you plan for offense? Acts 24, 16. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and toward men. You have to purpose in yourself that I know that offense is gonna come. The Bible tells me it's gonna happen. But I'm gonna purpose in myself, I'm gonna be determined that when it comes, it will have no power over me. 
determining yourself that when it comes, because trust me, it's going to come. You might, it might come when you walk out those doors, but when it comes, determine right now, and it's not gonna have any power over you. And then lastly, number six, live your life in the word of God. Live your life in the word of God. There's something that happens when you walk, when you decide to walk and to live out the word of God. I like how Psalm 119 and 165 says, it says, great peace. There's a peace that comes upon you when you live in the word of God. Why? Because you know, you know the power of God. You know the power of love. You know the power of forgiveness. You know about God's grace and you know about God's mercy so you can walk in peace. I don't have to be afraid. David said, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but listen, I don't fear any evil. There's a peace that comes on me because I'm living in the word of God. Remember this, when you're full of the word, you are full of God, which means that you're full of love and not full of yourself. I'm gonna say that again. When you are full of the word, when you have purposed in yourself to walk in the word of God, to live your life in the word of God, you are full of God, which means again that you are full of his love. And his love and his word and being full of him will dispel all selfishness, will dispel all pride, and you will no longer be full of yourself. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.